Today we're starting on a new series, Nature Study Q&A. We have received a lot of questions about Nature Study, and so we're going to be bringing in my go-to person for Nature Study, Karen Smith, and asking her these questions that have been submitted, getting great ideas, and hearing about her experiences in nature all through this series. So let's get ready to dive into the first question. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Today, we are starting our first question of our Nature Study Q&A series. And joining me is Karen Smith. Karen, you're, you know you're my go-to Nature Study person. So we've got a lot of great questions in this series. Let's start with the first one. I'm going to just give you a couple of them here. They're short ones, so don't panic. It's all right. And then we'll have a related one later. All right, here we go. First one. I would love my kids to get engaged in nature, but it seems not attractive to them. And someone else wrote, how can I keep my boys interested in nature study when they hit the teen years? You know all about that. You've got three boys. So let's talk about how to get our kids interested in nature study. What are some tips you can give us? It can be a hard thing to get someone interested in something that they don't seem to have an interest in. And nature study is one of those things. First, be careful that your own disinterest in nature is not coloring your child's perception of it. Mm. If you have no interest in nature, don't expect your child to be interested too. You can cultivate curiosity within your own life for things of nature. Wonder about things when you are outside. Notice them. Voice your observations so your children hear, the, hear those. I wonder why that tree is growing in that way. You don't have to find the answers, but just having that curiosity, curiosity is contagious, isn't it? If yeah, someone is point. curious about something, pretty soon other people want to know, what are you looking at? And so that is very um, useful yeah. in getting your children to cultivate that curiosity in themselves if you are modeling that for them. And what I'm hearing, maybe I'm reading between the lines here, but that this type of curiosity is important for the parent during a scheduled nature study time, but also just Anytime. becoming a way of life. Yes. And that means slowing down. Yes. So often we are so busy, particularly as moms. We have laundry to do. We have food to prepare for meals. We yeah, have the baby's the diaper to, to change. Activities. We have all these things yeah. to do. And we get caught up in the busyness of life, and we don't notice what's going on around us. So taking that time, nature study is a great time. When you're out on your nature walk, it's a great time to slow down and notice what's around you. And it's refreshing when you do that. And it will rub off on your kids, it sounds yes. like. Good. Another thing you can do is ask your child what interests him. Don't assume that your love for bird watching 
is the same for your child. That's true. He might not show an interest in bird watching, but he might be very interested in rocks. Yes, exactly. Or the weather. Or something else that... Raccoons. ...that you are not interested in. Ostriches. So ask your child, what are you interested in? If he doesn't know, just pick something and see if that is something that... You know, there are so many different nature topics. Yes. It would be hard to run out. So try something. And you should expose your children to more than just one or two. Which I think is where the science lessons come in. Yes. The courses that you have written, many of them cover a wide variety of nature topics. Yes. So you could introduce the topics through these courses and then if your child is like, oh, that's interesting, then okay, let's go explore that one a little more yes. in nature study. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our children really don't want to do nature study. So then it's time to get tricky. Aha, uh -huh. intriguing, tell me more. I have personal experience with this. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask which kid. <laughs> one of my children. <laughs> would grumble and complain, oh, we're doing nature study, and he would make it miserable for everybody else. The other children loved it, but he did not. So I backed off for him. And because I love to watch birds, I made sure that my bird feeders were in view of the window where he would do his work. And I just let his natural curiosity take over. And he would notice the birds, he would notice some of the animals that come, and other things. And I just let him do it. And he does enjoy nature now as an adult. So it, it's, it's kind of fun <laughs> when, he's, when he sends me a picture of something that, he, that he's seen at his home where he lives now. Uh -huh. And he'll say, look what came to, my, you know, to our yard. And he's excited about it. So don't give up hope. It's there. It might not just be as exuberant as another child's or your own love of nature. It might look different. That's yes. true. And, and I'm assuming as a good mom, you don't say, I told you so. I mean, now as an adult, or well, maybe just once in a while. Maybe in teasing. <laughs> <laughs> we have that relationship, so it's, it's good. So now was that child a teen when this happened? Because there was a question in here about your teens. He was approaching the teens and then through his teenager years. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. So what are some other ideas for teenagers then? Allow them to make their own connections. That's very important. We are all going to make our own connections with whatever we are educating ourselves with, whether it's out in nature, a literature book, a history time period. We could read the same book, but mm -hmm. we're not going to come away from it with the same connections. Yeah, listen to the same piece of music, look at the same mm -hmm. piece of art, hear the same poem. Absolutely. Yes, so the same is true about, about nature. We could Good see point. the same butterfly and both come away with something different about it. Again, expose them to a wide variety. There's more to nature study than plants, animals, and birds. So find those other things that they might be interested in. 
And even if they're not, give them a chance to try them all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that we are all unique individuals. What you like may not be what your child likes. And we have to allow that, especially in a Charlotte Mason approach. The child yes. is a person. Yes. And let that particular unique person yes. grow in that unique way. Yes. Allow him the freedom to make his own connections in his own way. Don't force him to conform to your ideas of how it should be or what it should look like. So it sounds like we're continuing to present the opportunity to connect with nature. Yes. We continue to present those opportunities. We model our own enjoyment of, and interest in nature, but we don't force, we don't pressure, we don't push. Right. We do have our schedule. Mm -hmm. This is nature study time. And you will you participate. Will, you will participate. Yeah. But what goes in that nature journal, how they record it, that's your child's connection to the world of nature, not yours. So it's, it's their own. So you can say, I want you to put something in your nature journal, some yes. kind of connection, but we're not going to make a stipulation of what it has to look like or what it has to yes. read like. Also remember that nature study might look a bit different in those teen years than it did when your child was young. How's that? Well, younger children have more time, for one thing. That's true. They, Their they, school lessons don't take as long. And everything is new to them. Mm. So there's that natural curiosity of the world around them already. A teenager has more experiences. A teenager might want to focus on those areas that most interest him instead of the general, let's hit everything. So allow him that freedom to do that. Teens have so much more demands on their time than a young child does. That's a good so point. Keep that in mind. Yeah, so come on nature study with us, but you don't have to, you know, learn about the monarch butterfly yes. again. Yes. Children who grow up enjoying being in nature generally continue enjoying being in nature for their whole lives. It's not, let's drag the child kicking and screaming. Any child dragged kicking and screaming on nature walks every week is going to grow up to enjoy nature. That's not what we're saying. Correct. <laughs> Correct. If your children enjoy being in nature, they will enjoy it as adults. So our big challenge grow. is to make it as enjoyable as possible. Yes. Okay, while we're talking about making their own connections and what they put in their notebook, there's a related question about the Nature Journal. Let me read that for you. My question is how to encourage the slightly older kiddo who does not feel they are able to draw, does not want to try, seemingly because they think they will be bad at it, and is overly critical of their own efforts even while being supportive of their younger siblings. How can I encourage or support this child and help them try this out? First, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the journal is your child's own. What goes in it and how it goes in is your child's decision. So remember that. That is important. So if the Nobody... child doesn't want to show you what, I mean, you need to see that they put something in there, but it doesn't have to be more than just see, that's it. 
Right. But I mean, don't don't critique it. Don't don't grade it. You can say something nice about it. That's fine. If they'll show it to you that long. If they'll show it to you that long. <laughs> but but it is your child's thing. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people go around showing you what they've written in their diaries if they keep one? Not until they're dead and gone and it gets published in a book. <laughs> you know? So this is not quite the level of a diary. Yeah. But it is it's still similar. personal. It is very personal. Yeah. Yes. Let them make their own connections. It's okay to share your connections with your child, but don't make your connections, don't insist that your connections be their connections. Mm, yes. We're all different. Yes. So something let them notice something else about it. If, if that's yes. where their observation is drawn, let them go there. Allow your child's personality to shine through. You might like to draw mm-hmm. in your nature journal, but your child might not like to do that. Your child may want to just jot down some notes. There are many ways that they can record what they connected with in nature. They can sketch it. Mm -hmm. Does not have to be a detailed drawing. Sometimes just a sketch. Maybe your child enjoys painting with watercolors. I don't, but maybe your child does. Mm -hmm. Well, and we did a... um, talk with uh, Rochelle recently. We did a blog post and a podcast episode where the two of us talked about how our nature notebooks are not artistic, beautiful drawings and paintings. Right. And then we talked about how Rochelle is and how she got to that point and ways that we can take steps toward improving that, not during the nature notebook time. There's the clue. Yes, you practice it very at a good. different time. But I'll leave links to those episodes for people, too. Yes. Maybe your child enjoys drawing in detail. Yeah. Give them that time to do that. Oh, yeah, without rushing mm-hmm. them on past. Mm-hmm. You can always take a picture, but make sure the child doesn't just snap any old picture I'm for done. the notebook. Yeah. Have them look for interesting angles to take a picture of something with. How can he make it interesting? Let him study the specimen before he takes the picture to determine that. What would be the best angles? Yes. Or two or three to show two or three aspects of that specimen. Maybe it's a mushroom. Maybe he gets a picture of the cap. Maybe he gets a picture of the gills underneath or the whole whole thing, the stem and the gills and the cap. Or in relation to size, in relation to what's beside it, or any or all of those things. Yes. So we're slowing them down to observe, even if they're, quote, just snapping a picture. Yes. Nice. Some children enjoy making videos. Let them make a video of their outing. That's still a record of what they've seen. Yeah, we did that last summer when we had all of these big spider webs on our front porch and we would sit out there every day and just watch the spiders. They were fascinating. And we would take videos. We would see them spinning their webs. And so we'd take videos of them spinning their webs. It was just, and, and as we were taking the video, we were observing, at least I was. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, which leg is he using? And which, how is he doing that? And oh, he got to this end and now he's coming back. Oh, he's using a different leg this time. So it caused observation. Yes, it did. And... In, our, in my family, we've done videos of um, egg to butterfly for monarchs. 
and just time-lapse videos. Didn't you do a time-lapse once of eggs getting hatched in a nest? Long time we, ago. Uh, we have, I we have, think Doug set up yeah, a cam. Yeah, we've done things like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was outside our bedroom window, and we yes. hung a camera up above it yep. so we could observe the the bird, the the eggs, the hatching, and, and the, the fledglings, and the, and the parents feeding the birds, and uh -huh. when they fledged, uh -huh. yes. Okay. So there's many things you can do. Maybe your child wants to do a time lapse of um, the clouds moving in for a storm, or something like that. I mean, there's all sorts of things that they can do. So the main focus is what can you observe, not necessarily the medium you use. Correct. Correct. That's secondary to the goal of observing. Some children enjoy making impressions of things. Maybe it's a leaf rubbing or a bark mm. rubbing, so they have a record of the texture of something or the shape. Maybe they want to press flowers or some other plants, so they have that record too. So there are many different ways that your child can record things that reflects his personality. And it sounds like as the child gets older, they, they might then have the skill and the dexterity and the means of doing any or all of these, you know, yes. branching out. Or in, anything that they might think of that we haven't even mentioned. That is true. There that is true. Very, so many different ways that could be done. Yes, that's great. Thanks very much, Karen. I'm looking forward to a bunch of other questions coming your way, so get ready. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of these upcoming episodes in the Nature Study Q&A series. We'll leave links in the show notes to a bunch of videos and blog posts all related to the Nature Study topic so that you can learn more. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.